Hello, hello, and welcome to the Haunted Heart Podcast, your favorite spooky, creepy, scary radio show that's not on the radio. (laughs) We ain't got no license. No, we do not. Although that would be interesting, wouldn't it? It would be. But not us, not today. Um, Today it's just you and I, and we are here in my apartment. As always. uh, Enjoying a great pizza yes pretty we delicious. had the haunted heart special we for those of you who don't know the haunted I don't know Hearts, if they know do they do they well we, you're gonna tell know. them i'm gonna tell them right now i think uh i think the people who attended our halloween live know oh yeah 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 but um the haunted heart special is a cheese pizza with Black olives mm-hmm. and pineapples. Yeah, it's and a little... that is how you piss off everybody on the pizza <laughs> topping, like Nazi, like spectrum. It's strange. It's a strange combination. It's a sweet and salty. Yeah, it's sweet and salty, and then you like get... us. Who who's sweet and who's salty? I mean, I oh, feel okay. like it should be obvious. <laughs> I, I will I will own that. I'm the black olive That's on the pizza. True. That's true. Yep. And you're the pineapple. I am. The one everybody argues about the most. Have you seen that YouTube video that's like uh, pen pineapple? Pineapple pen. Oh, God. Don't bring that up. I thought that was dead. I thought the internet had killed that years ago. Yeah, it's it's great. If you haven't seen it, Google it. No, don't. Do not resurrect that. Please do not resurrect that. Kenny's like, look, don't watch the Serbian film and don't Google pen pineapple. Please do not. Pen. No. (laughs) We are also... uh, missing someone today that you uh kind of fell in love with last episode it's so true my mom is not here i feel like we got so much positive response from her being on the show that i feel like you guys just like want her to host instead of us so that- of course we had to uh do away with her never again because there can only be two in your heart Yes. There's only room for two. There's only a two. left ventricle. There's a right ventricle. Uh-huh. And that's us. I'm in the right. I'll take the left. <laughs> Sinistra. It's fine. Yeah. So um, definitely are missing Scarlet today. Ooh, hello, um, motorcycle man. I was going to say, <laughs> hi, how's it going? Um, yeah, definitely missing Scarlet today, but um, who knows? She may come back for another episode in the future. We don't know. She might get her own show. Shit. Y'all seem to like her enough to have I her mean, own fucking damn. show. She's retiring in a few years. Maybe she can come uh, podcast. Well, we're going to do her spinoff for her. Uh, Beautiful. With Scarlet Sitting Tart. with Scarlet. Oh, okay. Sitting with Scarlet. Sitting with Scarlet. That's what we're going to do. You know what? Maybe that is a solution for us in our lives, too, though. Because she can just tell her listeners about her day <laughs> instead of us both. Well, you know that would be like a... Repeatedly. <laughs> A very long episode. Y'all would get four-hour episodes out of Mama, I'm telling uh-huh. you. Yep. She'd tell y'all about a day. Yes, yeah, she will. Um, but yes, we uh, have a Patreon <laughs> member. <laughs> I swear to God, I thought you were about to just be like, yep, we have a Patreon. <laughs> We've got one. No, we have a new Patreon member. We do. We have a new inductee into the Heathen Temple. The Heathen Temple. Yes, so we haven't done one of these in a while. (laughs) Side-eye. Side-eye to literally everybody. (laughs) No, I'm kidding. Uh, We haven't done one of these in a while, but I'm excited. I have my candle here. It is Mm -hmm. a bright red lovely thing. And 
as per usual, we have dressed it with all sorts of good intentions for health, wealth, happiness, whatever it is you need, baby. That's what we want you to get. Yep. And we are very appreciative to, uh, I hit that A, that second A, really hard. Appreciative. Appreciative. I feel like people usually say appreciative. Appreciative, yes. But I just really was hanging on to that second A. Hmm. Anyway, uh, we are very appreciative and appreciative to everybody who gives to the Patreon. Uh, We really... um, We really are super thankful to you guys for helping us put on the show and keep the show on the air. And today we are welcoming Miss Marie S. Yes, she is a member of our Stay Spooky Squad. I love her alliteration that she's Marie S. in the Stay Spooky Squad. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm into it. I'm vibing it. It's aesthetics for me. Sound aesthetics. What are... Sound... Sound aesthetics. Sound aesthetics. Ooh, bitch. Yeah. I think you just trademarked that. Yeah. Really? That's you, lovely. You heard it here first. <laughs> you heard it here. So, Marie S., we have our candle here. We're going to light it so that it can sit beside our mics for the rest of the episode. Katie's going to try not to knock it over uh, with her wild hand gesturing. And you are lit, my girl. And don't forget, the candle will stay lit, uh, at least through the episode, but forever and always in our cold, dark hearts. So, what are we talking about today? We left them off last week with uh, part two of our 80s horror series, and I've been jamming to 80s playlists all for the past couple of weeks now. Fucking synth pop, babe. That's yeah. what it is. But um, that's usually what I'm rocking to. Yeah. Any I mean, yeah, I mean it's nothing unusual, but like it was a highlight for me. Like I was that was all that I played. <laughs> I was strolling into work. Kenny's with, like, I bought a windbreaker. I bought some short shorts. I'm here and ready to go. I haven't left the eighties behind. I now have a problem and a new therapist. <laughs> like <laughs> Yeah. So uh that was a lot of fun um recording those episodes, uh talking about the eighties. Gotta love it, but we're on to a new topic this week. <laughs> but get the fuck out, 80s. Like, it's 2019. We done Bye. fucked our world all up. What are we talking about, girl? Today, we are going to talk about the inimitable, villainous, and fabulous, not fabulous, we have to shame them somewhat, Black Widows. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Pause. Yes. And Pause we ain't talking effect, about Katie. squatters. We Ooh. talking about ladies. Squatters. Spotters. I thought you said squatters. Spotters. No, we're not talking about squatters. Squatters is a different episode. I was like, wait, what? We're not I didn't research for squatters. squatters. What are you talking about? One of these days, I'm just going to say the complete wrong topic and just watch you melt down and see if you just like try to continue on with the episode. Let's we see. should do that how one can day. I, how can I spin this Black Widow story into a squatter story? <laughs> <laughs> yes. So uh, I kind of want to go first. Oh, all right, bitch. <laughs> I'm down with that. 
Yeah, I kind of want to go first. So. Is it from the 80s? (laughs) (laughs) You know what, bitch? Fuck you. Is it really? Oh, my God. Well, it spans many years, okay? We start in the 70s. A lot of it happens in the 80s. Oh, okay. The 80s is the meat of the story is what I'm hearing? Kind of. A little bit. Um, So, Lactrodectus mactans, also known as the black widow spider, is a species of arachnid identified by the red hourglass shape on its abdomen. Is this a book report? Did you write a book report? (laughs) You said black widow spiders, right? Are you just like literally going to read us facts about spiders? No, but I thought that's what the episode was on. Well... (laughs) <laughs> you tell me it's not? No, unfortunately. Um, it's about uh, black widow is a term that is sometimes used to refer to women who kill, usually their husbands, but not always. Oh. Yeah. Well, maybe you should go first. <laughs> no, no, just kidding. Yes. Um, so black widow spiders, but there is a relation, right? I mean, they're not um, called black widow killers for no reason, right? Do black widow spiders actually eat their mates? Uh, They fucking do. Perfect. They fucking do. They fuck, they kill, and devour their partners. Okay, cool. Mm -hmm. I see the tie. In that order. Um, can I, can I corner, oh, it's important. The order is important. Don't get it mixed up because then you won't be able to do the next step. Or, I mean, you will, but it's a lot more complicated. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's some logistics involved. That yeah. You, then you like need a prop out. and it's just, there's just a lot. But I want to, I want to sidebar that really quickly. Did you know that the anglerfish, you know, those like big scary fishes the with fucking the fucking demons from the deep? Yes. 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 That's like swim really deep in the, the oceans nightmare that fish? have that, that light that hangs over and those big horrible teeth from Finding Nemo. Yes. So, you know how they mate? Uh, well, I've never, no. So, so the ones with the lights are, I promise it will make sense in a minute. Um, the ones with the lights are the women, the really scary looking ones, and the men are a much smaller fish. So when they mate, like the man fish like swims up and attaches himself to the side of the female and then her fucking body absorbs his body into her fucking body. Uh-huh. Okay. So there's also that. We could call them anglerfish killers. <laughs> I don't think that has quite the ring to it that Black Widows does. True. But is it scarier? Dude. Yes. Is it mar- Is it like I markedly that, less sexy? Yes. Uh, I think that's a different story. That's a, that's a different story. It's a different girl? That's yeah, a that's different a different girl. girl. I think that's like maybe, a, a, maybe that, that teeters on the edge of cannibalism. Maybe. Well, she doesn't eat him. She just kind of absorbs him. Um, is there a difference? I mean, you never know when cannibalism is going to pop up. That is true. Especially on this, this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes. According to the Internet's foremost center on all things factual, Google, mm-hmm. uh, a Black Widow killer, as you said, is described as someone who murders those close to them. Their motives are mostly financial. Uh, and most of the time, it's usually there's some sort of uh, romantic involvement. Okay. Yeah. So okay. I've got a case, a case on Linda Calvi, who is known as Britain's 
Black Widow. Okay. So, I'm going to take you back to the 70s. You've got Linda Calvey, and she loved herself some bad boys. I respect it. She loved, loved, loved her. Somebody that was just rough and tough and knew how to beat somebody the fuck up. Including her? (laughs) (laughs) No, actually. Okay, good. Uh, You know what? (laughs) Respect it. Respect it. No, actually. Um, So when she was young, she was described as being very beautiful. And um, I, when I was researching, I pulled up some pictures of her. And she was very, like, 70s, like, spy girl mod. Spy girl? Like, yeah, you know what I mean? Like, she was, like, not... Oh, like uh, Charlie's Angel. Kind of, Charlie's yeah. Angels. Um, when you said Spy Girl, I was thinking of, like, the girl from Spy, Spy Kids. And I was like, we need to turn no. the podcast off and have a talk. No, no. No, 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 no. Um, she was described as, uh, uh, I believe, buxom was the word. Oh, she had titties. <laughs> she yeah. had a rack. Yeah, she she was. As Tyga um, would put it. She was, she she was, was endowed. City. <laughs> rack City, bitch. Yep. Rack City, bitch. Uh, so she was kind of uh, naturally predispositioned to be like on that mob wife level, right? Okay. So she fell in with one of the worst bad boys in London at the time. His name was Mickey Calvi, who was an infamous armed robber. Linda thought Mickey was slick as glass, honey. She thought he was fine. Uh, I just sort of picture her watching him entering into like a coffee shop trying to rob trying to rob them and he just pulls off his ski mask to reveal like this flowing wave of dark brown hair and you've got Linda over in the corner with uh, Tony Basil's song Hey Mickey playing in the background and I can see it that's yeah like, I can see oh, it Mickey, you know what it probably was back? though what they were probably at like a rundown bowling alley and probably. she was ordering like nachos with that stank cheese on it, and he Ugh, came that's up. That's like and not. Said, it's like lukewarm. Right, and he came up to order a fucking pitcher of Budweiser, and he said, or whatever it is they drink in fucking Great Britain, Strongbow. I don't know. In the seventies, <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, so. And then she was like, swoon. Because we can well, make all the rest of that. Like, we can make the scene that you're talking about. We women, we can we can do that in our mind. Yeah. Um, out of shitty stank cheese in a bowling alley. Yeah. We're wonderfully resourceful creatures. Well, listen, I'm the one telling the story, so that's how it happened, okay? Okay. I'm down. <laughs> if I was directing this Revisionist Lifetime... Revisionist history? Yeah. If I was directing this Lifetime movie special, that's how it would go. I, I am sure there's a Lifetime movie on this bitch. <laughs> now, it wasn't long after they met that Mickey's infamy finally caught up with him, and he was sent to prison. And apparently, this was the sign Linda needed to marry this gentleman. <laughs> Oh, she married him after he went to prison. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So uh, they married in prison um, while he was in handcuffs. Nice. They did not <laughs> uncuff him. Nope. For his wedding day. Nope. He was now. In- imagine if you've ever had to plan a wedding. It's difficult. But How imagine you, what, planning like your wedding colors and the outfits that the groom's gonna wear and his best man. 
And you're planning around handcuffs. Right. Like, is that suit going to match your handcuffs? I don't know. Can we order, like, some handcuffs to fit the colors of the wedding? Or must we include uh, metal gray and prison orange within our wedding theme? Yeah, I think that's how that went. Okay. (laughs) Okay. You know what? Orange and black is Halloween. That's all I'm going to say. That's true. Halloween. But not. (laughs) But not. But we're in prison. Not at all. We're in prison. (laughs) Much less fun. fun. (laughs) Not fun at all. Um, So in 1978, Mickey uh, was released. And so he decided to get a few of his buddies together uh, and go to do a job. Uh, So they just got out of prison, or he just got out of prison. uh, So let's go rob someone, right? Cool. Great. Great idea. Um, What they didn't know was that Scotland Yard had been tailing him uh, and. Uh, They ended up ambushing Mickey and his associates. Mickey turned to face the police while holding a shotgun. The police shot first. And that was the end of Mickey. Ooh, shit. (laughs) So you said that he was like a real bad gangster, like a a bad boy badass, but he seems like he was just really dumb. I mean... Was he a big deal or was he just stupid? Though, like... (laughs) Let's be real. I I see the point. Let's, Let's be real. Um... So with her husband dead, and that's the whole point behind this lady, is that everybody that she's been with is either dead or in prison. So with her husband dead, uh, the East End criminals uh, rallied to support her and be there for her and her vagina in their time of need. Oh, okay. (laughs) Uh, And this was um, spearheaded. I should say. <laughs> <laughs> this was mushroom headed by <laughs> by another uh, infamous criminal by the name of Ronnie Cook. And Ronnie was bay, honey. Ronnie sounds like we went to high school he with that motherfucker. Did. Like <laughs> to to her, he was bay. He showered her with all types of love and affection, money. Honey, fur coats, trips, jewelry, literally anything and everything she could want, daddy provided. Okay. He was a provider. But this all goes south, and history is doomed to repeat itself when Ronnie gets slapped with 16 years for armed robbery. God damn it. (laughs) See, that's what I'm saying. Like, you can spoil your woman and give her all kinds of, what'd you say, coats, jewels, shit like that. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And just don't go to prison. Like, just let's just keep that going. Like, right. that part, let's just right. keep it going. You know what I mean? Get yeah. you a good job. Be an accountant. <laughs> yeah. Do something good. Don't podcast. No, not at all. <laughs> um, so, that happened in, um, so that happened in 1981. And she actually had uh, True Love Ronnie tattooed on her inner thigh. God bless it. God bless it. So, like mm. I said, we already descri- uh, established that Roddy was a provider. So, uh, he hired one of his associates uh, by the name of Brian Thorogood to look after her. And Brian took that to mean, please fall into my wife's pussy. <laughs> God damn it. Okay. <laughs> so, this Brian guy. That is some trifling shit. Right. For real. Um so this Brian, 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 that you broke the bro code, he Brian. Really, he really did. But I mean, let's be real. Like you're in there for 16 years, and you're gonna hire a man to watch your wife. My ass would never have done that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, don't hire a woman because sometimes we do it better than you do. I mean, <laughs> at that point, I would just call it. 
quits. Just break up? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well. Listen, do what no, you want to do. it's only 16 years. Uh, they, maybe they got conjugal visits. Possibly. Maybe they got to banging out with a god. Well, honey, looking. she was banging it out with Mr. Thoroughgood. Damn, girl. Um, he fell madly in love with her. Uh, How so, do you think he felt about the true love Ronnie and her thigh tap? Like, every time he was about to hit it, like, Ronnie was just there, like, well, I don't Looking know. Apparently, him. you know, she was very uh, conniving um, <laughs> and persuasive and uh, would tell him, like, oh, you know. Get a name never, change. Like, like <laughs> oh, you know, he'll never know. Like, because he was worried. He was like, he worked for this guy, right? Mm. Um, so he was, like, a little bit concerned, mm. <laughs> as you should be. Um so, you know, but she played it off like, oh, he's got 16 years. He's never going to find out. Like, he's in prison. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he would in 16 years, though. That's not right. never. <laughs> okay. So, and this Brian guy actually had a wife. Um, oh. Left her, moved in uh, with Linda, and the two began a relationship and decided that it was a great idea to take over Rodney's uh, criminal business together. You know what? I know Ronnie a criminal, but I feel bad for him. Ronnie's you know kind of no. Ronnie, I'm upset. Yeah. So yeah, you a real one, Ronnie. That's kind of the point. Um, <laughs> so now all this time spent with these criminals wasn't for naught. <laughs> she was learning. She was learning from them. Okay. She didn't want to just be the wife. She kind of wanted to be a criminal as well, sort of be her own boss, right? And. So she started getting into that whole scene, and her robberies were uh, described as sophisticated, but it was kind of like, so one instance she pretended to be in labor as a vault truck was passing by, and when the poor guy stepped out to help her, she, like, produced a gun. (laughs) And Can you fucking imagine, like, (laughs) a bitch on the side of the road, you think she's given birth. Yeah. You get out of your car to help her, and she pulls a gun out her pussy. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> you. Oh my God! I was kind you of. You can like, have whatever's in this truck. I don't need this job. This I, shit ends today. I was kind of like, oh, okay. <laughs> um, but that wouldn't happen with me because I'm gonna drive right on by. <laughs> <laughs> Honey, I will hit that nine one one for you. Maybe you don't have to worry because I'm gonna hit that fucking baby right out EMTs, of you. EMTs, <laughs> EMTs will be here in a moment. <laughs> yes. Um. But eventually, she was also caught. Okay. Uh, And she was sentenced to seven years in prison in 1989. And poor Brian, uh, who was assisting her, received 22. Tell me he got put in the same prison as Ronnie. Um, Tell me he got put in the same prison. I'm not 100% sure. You know what? But I would imagine that it would be. We're going to imagine it is. Um, But that's kind of like the end of Brian. Ronnie straight up waiting in prison, like, what's So, Ronnie... um, Caught wind of, like, you know, the affair and the fact that they were trying to take over his business or whatever. um, And made a promise to kill Brian if he ever saw him again. Fuck yeah. Um, But he forgave Linda immediately. Fuck no. No, no, no. (laughs) Forgave her immediately. Now, this is some shit that I cannot stand. This is that shit I don't like. If your significant other cheats on you... You cannot be mad at the person that they cheated with and not be mad at them. Yeah. Fuck that's that. True. It takes two to tango, honey. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I mean, that pussy had to be open for business for Brian to follow up in there. Well, so she just had a way about her, apparently, that just like seduced these men that like 
they just couldn't get enough of her. She had. Like, oh, that's right. You said at the beginning she had tits. She had. She was. Yeah. <laughs> she had tits. She had. Uh, Got it. Forgot that. She had the the power of the buxom bosom. <laughs> I know the power well. <laughs> But those like, among us must use it for good. You're like, don't cite the deep magic to me. That meme. <laughs> yes, that meme. Do, what is it? Do you not... Don't cite the deep magic to me, which... <laughs> I was there when it was written. <laughs> exactly. Me. Literally me. So, um, Linda, uh, I believe, served only like four years of her sentence. Um, so fast forward a bit and Linda, who was supposed to have been safeguarding Ronnie's money, had blown through it all. Blown it, honey, like she was going through glory holes at the state penitentiary. The, <laughs> and Which might have been what Ronnie was doing, actually. That might be why he had such a forgiving heart. Maybe. And she feared what he might do to her because of it. Because we can't forgive, uh, we can't forgive infidelity. But spending all your mob husband's money is a different story, <laughs> right? True. Uh, so what does she do? She finds the biggest motherfucker in the prison system, a one Danny Reese, and tells him that she wants Ronnie dead and that she will give him ten thousand pounds to do so. Ten thousand pounds and two breasts. <laughs> Uh, but Danny isn't really interested in the money. He's interested in her. In the breasts. In He's the breasts. interested in the breasts. Yes. Is this like some grease shit? Like, now we got like Danny. Yeah. In it. And now all I can see is like John Travolta. <laughs> before he was, before he got weird. Well, he tells her that, you know, they could work something out. Okay. So, both Ronnie and Danny are entering the end of their sentences and are eligible for day releases. So, Linda plans a dinner party for three. Danny That's awkward. Had, yeah. That's, like, really awkward. <laughs> well, it's going to What did the awkward. invite say? Like, you know, why don't you come on over here with this other dude? Well, I don't... We'll do what Ronnie, one woman and two dudes do together at dinner, you know? Ronnie didn't know. <laughs> oh, Ronnie didn't know. No, she planned the dinner party for three, but told Ronnie that she was just planning a dinner for them two. Okay, all right, cool. Um, Danny had been released earlier in the day uh, and was stationed at Linda's home. Linda goes to pick up her husband, Ronnie, and brings him home where Danny is waiting with a shotgun. Danny shoots the gun but misses him. I think he, like, grazes Ronnie. So it startles Ronnie, right? You're just coming home thinking you about to eat some dinner and get that good good because he loves this one. Like, at this point, he's, like, he's about Linda. So... He was like, what the fuck's going on, right? So Linda then tries to coerce uh, Danny into like, okay, kill him. Kill him. Danny can't do it. This man that she had thought was this big, bad, like, motherfucker couldn't go through with it. So Linda takes the gun, forces Ronnie to kneel, and as he pleads for his life, she shoots him in the head. Fuck. Directly in the head. Right in the face, literally obliterating him. Damn, true love, Ronnie. Mm-hmm. Why do you sound so, like, in awe of her right now? I'm, I need I, you to just I check mean, yourself. What? I mean, it's just, this is the, the, it's Black Widows. It's supposed to be, like... It's Black Widow week. <laughs> I mean, you know what I mean? Like, it's supposed to be... I just feel like we be, should put a murder is wrong disclaimer in. I mean, yeah, it's bit. wrong, but, like, 
you but, know, you can't deny that there's something that's like really intriguing about it. At least it is for me. Anyway. Um, so Danny says, fuck this, you crazy bitch. Bye. <laughs> Uh, and gets back on the first train heading straight to prison to finish out his sentence. Girl, Danny said, let me get my ass back up in prison. Yeah. Where I'm safe from this crazy ass bitch. Right. Um, Linda blames the murder on one of on some of Ronnie's like criminal associates, but they eventually find Danny's prints at the scene. And when the police confronted uh, Danny, he sung like a motherfucking canary. So this Danny is just like not everything that Linda thought he was supposed to be, right? Mm-hmm. They eventually end up charging Linda, um, and she gets 15 years in prison, and Danny gets fucking life in prison. God, just for, for being there? Just for being there. Conspiring. And I mean, conspiring, I guess it's attempted murder. Yeah, conspiring and attempted murder. He gets life in prison. She gets 15. Mm. And that's that's part of like, because this is still 80s, right? Yeah. Well, yeah, it's like early 90s. Yeah. At this point. So we still are having at this period in time. And even now today, female murderers sentences are usually much shorter than male murderers. Yeah. But surprisingly, Danny still ended up marrying her while they were both in jail. Because he was fucking scared of her, dude. <laughs> he was like, I'm afraid of you. How that works, I don't know. They he, were both in jail. he was fucking piss-ass scared. He was like, the only way to fucking protect myself is to just do whatever it is that she wants. So if you want to get married, sure, sure. We can, we can, fucking, we can fucking get married. Yeah. Um, what you need like yeah. <laughs> I, I'm afraid she wanted that dick <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I still I was like well how does that work because I don't think they were in the same prison system so I'm like I don't really know how marriages in prison work so uh, yeah I, I don't know how it works but they when did. both of you are in prison yeah but they, they did okay. it happened Okay, uh, they were both married um, but once her sentence came to an end in 2008 and she was free to go she broke it off Okay, so she only wanted to be married while she was in prison. Yeah. Great. Makes perfect fucking sense. Yeah. Um, So in 2008, when she was released, she divorced Danny. um, And as she walked out of prison, she was picked up in a white convertible Rolls Royce. In 2009, at 61 years old, she married 76-year-old George Caesar. And having earned the moniker of Britain's Black Widow, she fittingly decorated her wedding headdress with a single black spider. Shit. Her husband, George, died five years later. Mm, but he was 76, right? Yeah. So maybe she didn't kill him. Maybe she didn't. Would he die of? We checked we check on that? <laughs> Supposedly it was natural. Okay. I he think was you in autom- early 80s. I, true, but, I, but let's just do an autopsy <laughs> just to see. You know what? Just, just to see. Yeah. Just to check um, on it. So that's uh, so that's her story. That's the story of Linda Calvey. What's she I doing now? Is she just chilling? She's just chilling. Cool. She's chilling. chilling she's that kind of, of like a. Um, I mean, she, from what I can gather, you know, she has the money that she needs, um, and she's just kind of like almost. I don't know a hundred percent, but from the pictures and stuff that I researched, like you know, she gets photographed when she goes out, like occasionally, like mm. she's kind of like known. Okay. Or whatever. Um, kind of like known, Casey Anthony here. Yeah, like, and she's like known as the Black Widow, yeah. um, and no, and known for like, um, you know, everybody that she's ever been with is either in jail or dead. Um, 
And her husband that she married, uh, George, uh, knew about that. And apparently he just didn't give a fuck. Because of why? Because she probably, he was probably in to the Tatas. I'm Them sure. 61-year-old Tas. You know I what? I mean, whatever. A li- it's a little bit goals for me. I think it's kind of interesting, though. Um, none of this was mentioned, and I couldn't find it in any research, but it kind of like gave me a side eye. I was like... With her first, uh, the first guy that she was with, uh-huh. uh, the Mickey guy, her first husband. Um, how did Scotland Yard know to tell him, honey? Tell him what? Tell him when he got out and was doing that. When he was, when he first got out, he went to go rob somebody. Scotland Yard caught wind and ambushed him there. Oh, yeah. How did they know that he was doing that? Yeah. So I couldn't find anything suggestive of that. That's just me and my like interesting and my like thinking. I'm like, mm, that's a little suspicious, bitch. <laughs> she was like, "Hello, Scotland Yard. It's the tits. I got a tip for you." <laughs> That was her code name. And she was probably fucking from somebody from Scotland Yard, too. There's no telling who she was with. Maybe. I feel like Scotland Yard is, like, smoking hot. Like, I just feel like it's a whole... I know I'm wrong, but in my mind, it's just an army of James McAvoy's. Yeah. Like, and, and I know it's, it's not, not right. Sorry. That's not true. It's so yeah, that's my case. A bunch of portly motherfuckers toting <laughs> turkey legs, but you know what? That's fine. That's a fantasy too. That's a yeah, different one. Sure is. <laughs> I'm still not mad at it. Listen, Linda. Listen, Linda. Listen, Linda. <laughs> See, I made it the whole time. And I yeah, no. Care. What drew me to that case was the fact that she put the black widow. Like the article that I read mentioned that she placed the black widow spider on her headdress as her fascinator, and I was like. That's my bitch. I'm covering. <laughs> <laughs> bitch has a hairpiece. Bitch has a fascinator. Some flair. She had some flair. I think that's what it is. I think going back to like that whole, like when you were questioning my sanity about like why I seem so in awe, there's, she's just seemed to have fl- like flair about her. And I like, I can respect that in many different forms. Do I condone it? Is it? No, I don't condone what she did. But... If you're going to be a black widow, put a fucking black widow in your wedding headpiece. That's all I'm saying. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I'm down. So, yeah. I feel like quite a few of the listeners of this show had uh, spiders in their wedding. I uh, put money on that. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. We got a bunch of spooky bitches up on here. Mm-hmm. We do. Hopefully none of them killing their husbands, though. <laughs> Just divorce them, sugar. Just divorce them. Yeah. Okay. Well... So I, too, am covering a Black Widow. What? On our Black Widow's case? You're covering a Black Widow? Shocking. (laughs) Groundbreaking. (laughs) Remember that? Florals in spring. Groundbreaking. Groundbreaking. No, I have to say that because the things that you talked about at the top of the show, the qualities of Black Widows, that they usually kill those close to them. They're usually financially motivated. Usually Mm -hmm. there's a romantic component. Uh, This bitch don't fit none of them. (laughs) (laughs) Great. But she's still a very infamous Black Widow. Oh, okay. They, like, legit call her that. 
So I'm taking you a little further back. Oh, okay. Than the 1980s. Um, I'm gonna take you to the night, the early 1900s. <laughs> The early 1900s. All right. Early 1900s. So we've got our fucking uh, cage skirts on and right. No. <laughs> I think. Yeah, I think there were like. Were there like? Skirts. No. I, I think don't know. royalty maybe. Well, we I had hats. Like, we had great hats. I'm sure there was a hat of some kind. We've got great hats. Of going some on. form, fashion, or design. Yeah. Uh, no, and we're going to make sure you pack your uh, sunscreen because we're going to Italia. Oh, okay. Yes. As the wave of disappointment (laughs) just washes over my tonal voice. (laughs) Kenny hates the sun or anywhere bright or anywhere warm or anywhere lively. That's it. You could say, I'm like a black widow. Maybe. I don't know if they... They seem to be fine with sun. They've got very large There's abdomens. There's one that lived at my mom's. <laughs> very large abdomens. A big booty. <laughs> Some tattoos. Yeah. Okay, so Italy. Early 1900s. Leonardo Cianculli is born in Montella. And while she was still a young girl, uh, there's there's not a lot of details on her life because it was the early 1900s and it was in Italy. Um, and so we don't have a lot of records about what her childhood was like, but from everything we know, it doesn't seem like it was a very happy one. While she was still a very young girl, she attempted suicide twice. Mm. Yes, so something was going on. In 1917, she married a registry office clerk named Raphael Pensardi. And her parents did not approve of that marriage because they had planned to marry her to another man. It was like an arranged marriage type situation. Uh, a much richer man, I'm assuming. Probably, maybe, but but it also may have just been because in that um, time period in that particular uh, region, like marriage was kind of a, a benefit for the for your parents. So mm. like your parents would arrange to marry you to somebody, maybe not because he was richer and he would provide for you better, but because he promised them two more goats than the other guy did. Right. So richer. Yeah. <laughs> richer, but for them, not for her. They, I don't think they were thinking of like her. Um, so she said, fuck that. I'm going to marry this clerk, which is fine. Yeah, that's cool. And the couple uh, shortly thereafter moved to Pensardi's native town, Loria. But before they left... Leonardo claimed that her mother cursed them. Mm. I love a good curse. Yes. So they move in 1921, and then uh, Leonardo is sentenced to fraud and imprisoned in 1927. Oh, wow. Yeah. So it didn't, didn't go well from Jump Street. So when she was released, they moved to Lacedonia. In Lacedonia, their home was destroyed by an earthquake in 1930. God damn. So they moved again, this time to Correggio. I believe I would be calling up my mother. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, bitch. Listen. Look, can you just curse me on this whole damn thing? Because it's been a minute. Like. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'd I'd be calling my mom up. Mom. And just give her the fucking evil eye. Over the phone. Wait, they didn't have phones, did they? Maybe they did. I don't know. I don't know. At the very least, curse her back. Shit. <laughs> she probably didn't have great service if she did because of the curse. Mm, true. True. So in Correggio, uh, Leonardo opened up a small shop. And she was very popular and well-respected in what the neighborhood. What was she selling? 
Uh, just, I think odds and ends and like just wares, kind of like a um, general store. Wares. Which is wares. <laughs> Housewares, homewares, kitchen wares, just wares. <laughs> just wares. That's what the store was called, actually. Just wares. Just wares. <laughs> Can't find what you need here or there. Come down to just wares. There you go. You got it. <laughs> Such a bright young mind. You didn't know I used to write jingles. <laughs> you still do that on the side. All right. Well, I'm glad we got those laughs in because now we have to talk about how Leonardo had 17 pregnancies during her marriage, but lost three of the children to miscarriage and 10 more died in their youth. Oh, well, see, so that was a roller coaster of a sentence because she said she had, what, 17 kids? 17 pregnancies. 17 pregnancies. So I was like, fuck, that's a lot of kids. And then I was like, and then it oh. whittled down real quick, didn't it? But then you said, th- like, only, then, like, three. And I'm like, okay, three out of 17. <laughs> Not terrible. Um, <laughs> I mean, if you think about it at the time, like, if you had 17 kids, like, I'm sure, mis- like, you know, I'm sure rates like that were high. So, yeah. I mean, out of 17 and only three, yeah. probably not that bad. But then you said... <laughs> and then 10 of them died as, <laughs> as the children. Other 10 died. So, we got four left, uh, if anybody is doing the math. All right. So... See, I would be eyeing my, my mother at every funeral. True. I'd just be looking at her, just staring at her down, like... <laughs> with finger, right, her off, like, finger just... right in the air. <laughs> so, understandably, Leonardo became very protective of the four surviving children. And her fears were not only fueled by the fact that her mom had cursed her, but also by the fact that she had seen a fortune teller sometime earlier who said that she would marry and have children, but that all of the children would die young. Hmm. And another uh, Romani who she had received a palm reading from told her, quote, in your right hand, I see prison in your left, a criminal asylum. Shit. So she didn't make a good impression. (laughs) Fuck. You should have tipped her more. And then maybe (laughs) your shit would have been more positive. 20%. 20%. 20%, 100%. Okay. 20% of the tip, 100% of the time. Yes. (laughs) So, Leonardo becomes very, very, very protective over the four surviving children. Um, I can kind of understand that because it don't sound like a lot has been going right for her. No, I wouldn't say that it had. So, in 1939, Leonardo learned that her eldest son, Giuseppe, was going to join the Italian army in preparation for what? World War II. Mm. She didn't like that, did she? Giuseppe was her favorite child. Aw. And she was determined to protect him at all costs. So when she heard that, um, she seems like she had always kind of been a spooky bitch because we went to the fortune teller and then we went to like the palm reader. Yeah, and, and her we, mother fucking cursed right, her. Right, and your like, mama done cursed you. And it sounds like she got some juju, babe, because it didn't go well uh, for you after that. I'm just saying, like, damn. True. So she had always kind of been into that stuff. But when she heard that he was going to um, go to the Italian army, um, like to be drafted into the army, something snapped for her. And she came to the conclusion that the only way to protect Giuseppe was, of course, human sacrifice. Was to kill him? No, no, no. Oh. Human sacrifice. Oh. 
I was like, I was, I was, I was, I went in a different direction. With uh, that. Kill you to keep you. Yeah. yeah. You were going that. Nope. Human sacrifice of other humans. Oh. Yeah. So this family is into some, some shit. Yeah, we're, <clears throat> we're dabbling in some shit. We ought not. We ought not. Yeah. No. Okay. Continue. I'm interested. So, uh, she found her victims in middle-aged women who were neighbors. So her first victim was named Faustina Setti, and she was a lifelong spinster who had come to Leonardo and to seek her help in finding a husband. Mm-hmm. She wanted her a boo. Uh-huh. And back then we didn't have plenty of fish and all that other bullshit. Bumble, tender, grinder, all those, yeah. Yep. So she went to Leonardo, and Leonardo told her that she had a suitable partner for her in Pola, a different city. But she asked her, she told her, you know, this person is going to be perfect for you. This man is going to be perfect for you. He's in Pola. You have to go to Pola to see him, but you can't tell anybody where you're going. Because if you do, then it messes with the magic. Uh So no one can know. And she persuaded her to write letters and postcards to her relatives and friends that she would then mail out once she got to Pola to tell them that she was safe, everything was fine, she had gone to meet this man, and everything's okay. Yeah. So Leonardo kept those letters. So on the day of Seti's departure, she came to see Leonardo one more time, and Leonardo offered her a glass of drugged wine. And then Leonardo murdered her with an axe and dragged her body into a closet. God damn. In the closet, Leonardo cut... Seti's uh, body into nine parts and gathered the blood into a basin. Whoa, 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 whoa. What kind of a closet? What kind of a walk-in honey, closet? I guess it was a walk-in. <laughs> I need to know what kind of a walk-in you had, honey, because it sounds like you had plenty of room. Sweetie, we need to get you on some cribs. Like, <laughs> talk about a walk-in. Shit. Okay. Doesn't sound cursed to me. <laughs> no, it doesn't. <laughs> yeah, I guess the closet, the curse just didn't take. Like, it didn't take effect on closets. <laughs> Just, you know, all of your children. She had so. great walk-in closets. <laughs> but a horrible fucking life. Yes. God, Isn't that, that always familiar. the way? <laughs> Except I don't have walk-in closets. <laughs> so, Leonardo, yes, uh, dismembers the body uh, and cuts it into nine different parts, gathers the blood into a basin... And then she actually described what happened next in her official statement. Oh. After she was caught. She said, quote, I threw the pieces into a pot, added seven kilos of caustic soda, which I had bought to make soap, and then stirred the mixture until the pieces dissolved into a thick, dark mush that I poured into several buckets and emptied in a nearby septic tank. As for the blood in the basin, I waited until it had coagulated dried it in the oven, ground it, and mixed it with flour, sugar, chocolate, milk, and eggs, as well as a bit of margarine, kneading all the ingredients together. I made lots of crunchy tea cakes and served them to the ladies who came to visit. Uh-uh. Though Giuseppe and I also ate them. Listen. First of all, does Giuseppe know? Is he in on this? No. Okay. Um, uh, so what was the purpose? Honest of opinion, these? debatable. So what was the purpose of these these tea cakes? I guess it was part of her um, mentality that she had to, you know, because she's she's killing these women, this woman, for uh, blood sacrifice, for human sacrifice, to mm-hmm. keep Giuseppe safe. So maybe part of that mentality is, well, you have to ingest the 
the blood. I don't know, girl. She crazy. All right. But on a whole is, other level of but, witch here. But how about we see that on the Great British Baking Show? How about that? How about a, a blood, blood flour crunchy tea cake challenge? You know what's so what you know what's bad about that is though is that I just picture me. I would have no clue. I would be eating all of the fucking tea cakes. I bet you Paul Hollywood too would be too. You'd He'd get be like, me over mm, there. I love it. You get me over there, and I'm just like. <laughs> And then she's just like side eyeing me. There's like a candle lit somewhere, and she's <laughs> sipping on her fucking tea. She's like, it's like you're make describing a our one. future. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. So, also, as I stated at the beginning of this episode, you never know where cannibalism will show well, up. Well, damn! If that ain't the fucking truth. Foreshadowing. I didn't even catch that. Uh huh. See, I was slick. I was sly. Look like glass, honey. Mm-hmm. Like Danny or whoever that man was. Yeah. That was the slick one. I don't know. So, some sources say that Leonardo also apparently received Seti's life savings, which was about 30,000 lire as payment for her services. Mm-hmm. So, there's where we're seeing potentially a financial motive for that. Now, I believe this first murder was truly because something had snapped in this bitch's brain and she thought that she was protecting her son because that was like a huge motivator for her. But once we get that 30,000 lira, I kind of feel like she's like, oh. maybe we could get paid. <laughs> she's like, if I'm going to do this, honey, that's what makes some money. Yeah, I mean, let's get paid. <laughs> so. Leonardo's second vis- uh, victim was Francesca Suave. Suave. I'm probably pronouncing it wrong. Okay. Suave. Any relation to Rico? <laughs> I thought you were going to go in the direction of like Suave. The shampoo? <laughs> yeah. From what was the name? Francesca? Francesca. Francesca. Yes. Heiress so. to the Walmart Suave <laughs> shampoo fortune. Is this technically besmirching? I don't think we should besmirch. <laughs> Honey, I don't even know how to sm- spell besmirch. It's true. So, Francesca, um, very sweet girl from, by all accounts. Um, apparently, she was looking for, she wasn't looking for a man. She was looking for a job. And Leonardo said that she had found a job for her at a school for girls in Piacenza, Italy. So, like Setti... Uh, Francesca was persuaded to write postcards to be sent to her friends and family, but this time it was from Piacenza. Mm. So the postcards were saying, oh, you know, I'm in Piacenza. Um, I have a job at this school for girls. I'm doing great. Everything's fine and blah, 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 blah. That was the tone that she was supposed to write in. And again, Leonardo told her, if you tell anybody about, you know, this opportunity, you have to keep it secret because if you tell anybody about it, that undoes the magic or whatever. So again, like the first victim, Francesca comes and visits with Leonardo before her departure. And she too was given drugged wine. And then she was killed with an act exactly like Faustina. Fuck. Yes. So this murder occurred September 5th of 1940. And uh, Francesca's body was given the same treatment as Seti's, and Leonardo is said to have obtained 3,000 lira from Francesca in preparation for her trip mm-hmm. to Piacenza. That unfortunately never happened. 
And then Leonardo, not satisfied enough. That happened September 5th. On September 30th, Leonardo claimed her third victim. Shit. Whose name was Virginia Cacioppo. Okay. So Virginia was a former soprano that apparently was, like, very, like, not, she wasn't famous, but apparently she was really, really good. Like, she had played, she had sung at this place called La Scala. And I don't know what it is, but okay. I think it was important. It was important. Okay. Uh, she sang. Yeah. If you sing soprano and you know what La Scala is, email us at thehauntedheartpodcast at gmail.com. Uh-huh. So for Virginia, Leonardo had claimed that she had found Virginia work as a secretary for a mysterious, like, teacher in Florence. So kind of like a, um, like a Jane Eyre, um, I forget the word for that. Like a woman who like comes and lives at the house and teaches your kids. What hey, is that? A like schoolmistress? Um, no. Um, I would have known word? what you would have said. I would have known. Um, not a, not a warden. Not a. <laughs> no a warden. Oh my god. She's like a. Um, oh man, Jane Eyre was one of these, and it was a word for that. A governess. Yes, yes, a governess. Yes, thank God. I was trying to think because I was trying to think. I was thinking back to actually of the importance of being earnest. And yes. Um, I was. That's what I was trying to think of. Governess. Governess. Miss. Uh, Miss Miss Prism. Yeah. Miss Prism. Was her name Miss Prism? Yeah. Okay. All right. Cool. Um, yes. So Virginia was promised this job as a governess for this like mysterious person in Florence, and. Um, just like the two other women, she was told, if you tell anybody about it, like, the opportunity is going to disappear and blah, 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 and it's going to undo all the magic, and Virginia agreed, and I don't know if we wrote postcards on this one. I think she said fuck it with the postcards. Like, she didn't even bother with that shit because she hadn't been caught yet. She probably was like, she probably forgot to send out a couple of postcards from the other two. And probably. Like, fuck it. I'll just scratch the name out and just, like, rewrite Virginia, and it'll be fine. Right? Okay. <laughs> and the cities and... Any names just mm-hmm. scratched out. Just, just edit. <laughs> so on September 30th of 1940, Virginia came to her last visit with Leonardo prior to her departure. And the pattern of the murder was exactly the same as the first two. However, unlike the first two victims, Virginia Cacioppo's body was melted to make soap. What the fuck? According to Leonardo's statement at trial... Quote, she ended up in the pot like the other two. Her flesh was fat and white. When it had melted, I added a bottle of cologne, and after a long time on the boil, I was able to make some most acceptable creamy soap. (laughs) I'm sorry. I gave bars to neighbors and acquaintances. The cakes, too, were better. That woman was really sweet. Oh, my God. God. End quote. How fucking Most evil <laughs> that woman was really sweet. <laughs> you fucking demon from hell? Uh uh-uh. uh. I love it. No, bitch. Um, <laughs> Most again, exceptional. Again, <laughs> horrible, horrible woman. Good PR. Horrible woman. <laughs> Most exceptional. <laughs> could turn a phrase. Oh my God! I'm gonna. Um. Yeah. She could have had a, a an illustrious career career at Lush. 
true, right? I mean, damn, Could you imagine bitch. her at Lush and she's just like trying to wash her hands with the fat of a right, murder very victim? very scary. Making eye contact the whole time. Deep, deep eye this contact. This is a, she's washing your hands aggressively, like super aggressively that it's kind of hurting a little right. bit. Right. It, it, they're getting red. Like, the water's like very hot. It hurts. And she's just staring <laughs> at you. There's somehow there's a candle in the Lush store that's like illuminating her face. And all the other lights are out. And all the other <laughs> lights. Yeah. And she's just like aggressively washing your hands and she's just like, this is a sweet bar of soap. This is going to exfoliate all of your skin. <laughs> all of it. Exfoliate it right off. <laughs> yeah. The manager's yeah. in the back like, oh God. <laughs> Lord. <laughs> what was her name? Leonardo. Leonardo. No. Look, look, we need to, we need you to work back of the store. Okay. Leonardo. Okay. We, we just need you to be working on the soaps. You don't get to talk to the customers. Um, we just stay back in the back. Yeah. Please. You're frightening people. I'll get. <laughs> so apparently from the third murder, uh, Leonardo received 50,000 lira. Shit. And assorted jewels on top of that because Damn. remember back in the day Sopranos were very um, like the Soprano was the star of the show mm-hmm. and so she was like she had decked out to those jewels like we were just like we had a big thick ass necklace we had some earrings we had like a headpiece I'm going to assume that none of those jewels made it into the soap no okay they didn't they didn't she kept those oh okay so throughout all of this, and this all happened in a very like reasonably short period of time, we're looking at like a couple months. So Leonardo may have bitten off more than she could chew with this last one, and maybe she should have written a couple postcards because Virginia Cacioppo's sister-in-law became very suspicious at her sudden disappearance. What? What did you say? She became suspicious. Uh-huh. Okay. I'll let that slide. Yes. So her sister, uh, Virginia's sister-in-law noticed um, that her loved one was missing, and she knew that she had last seen her entering Leonardo's house. So Virginia's sister-in-law reported her fears to the superintendent of police, who then opened an investigation, props to him, Mm, right, for not just brushing her off, because we see that so often. Yeah. Um, he opened an investigation and he arrested Leonardo soon thereafter. And at first she wouldn't confess to the murders at all. But then they started insinuating that they felt her son. And I don't know if this was on, on purpose or if this was like, I don't know if this was just genius police work or if it was, if they really did think this, but they started, um, saying and insinuating that they believed that her son, Giuseppe, was involved in all these women's disappearances. Mm. So as soon as Giuseppe's name was mentioned, she immediately confessed to the murders and provided detailed accounts, which is where we got those statements from, or of what she had done uh, to those women in her mind to save her son from uh, being convicted. Yeah. So uh, she was tried for murder in 1946, and she was completely and totally, the word that they used was unrepentant. Like, she was like, I did it, fuck it. Like, I I did it to save my son from going to war and dying and I'm cursed and yada, yada, yada. And everybody was like, bitch, you need she to said, chill. I don't give a fuck. What? Basically. That was good soap. Yeah, so she was very, um, 
she and and the thing that she said when she was she was particularly um, patriotic in her defense of herself and her son, and she um, went so far as to say on the stand. I gave the copper ladle, which I used to skim the fat off the kettles, to my country, which was so badly in need of metal during the last days of the war. So somewhere what? are those ladles oh, shit. that she used to make that, like, soap. Oh. Very creepy. And that was her patriotism. So she obviously was found guilty because she confessed of everything, and she was sentenced to 30 years in prison and three years in a criminal asylum. Okay. I feel like 30 Ooh. years was a little light. <laughs> you didn't kill three women and made them into soap and tea cakes and ate them. We need to put you away for a while. Well, here we go. This is, <laughs> she's a woman. <laughs> Uh, unfortunately, we didn't have to worry about her getting out of prison because Leonardo died of cerebral apoplexy in the Women's Criminal Asylum in Pazuli on October 15th, 1970. And then somewhere we have the fortune teller lady uh, who is like foretold her uh-huh. her death. Criminal death asylum. In a criminal and asylum. Yep. She got both. Mm-hmm. That was the trick. The mm-hmm. lady said, well, no, 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 because what she said, she saw... Um, That's what she told her. No, no, no. In, her, in your right hand, I see prison. In your left, criminal asylum. Yeah. And so when she went to trial, she got 30 years in prison and three years in a criminal asylum. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I just thought that was kind of interesting. Yeah. Um, but she died. She did, girl. Uh, she died in 1970, but a number of artifacts from that case are actually on display at the Criminological Museum in Rome. So if anybody's in Rome... But not the ladies. Sorry we pronounced everything fucking wrong. Uh, yeah, it's the pots that she, she made it. Mm. I bet you can't find those at Williams-Sonoma. You certainly cannot. And that is the story of the Black Widow, Leonardo so why was she called the Black Widow, though? Um, I think she... So she's actually termed a Black Widow. She's a famous Black Widow, even though I had never heard of this case. Um, but I think she started out killing because she thought she was saving her son. But I think once we start seeing the money come in, like the first mm, victim, I think... financial. Yeah. But once we saw that money roll in, then we just kept on going. Yeah. Because I feel like... And even the making them into soap thing, like that was financial because she could sell that sell that soap where, in her store of wares. <laughs> so even that was financial. You know what I mean? Yeah, in just wares. <laughs> in just wares, <laughs> just bars of soap made from human girls. Oh no! Yeah. Um. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So a different spin on a Black Widow. I realized researching this episode because I was looking at a bunch of different cases and like, I don't really like women who kill their husbands. <laughs> I You're mean, the ones does. and see what the and see the gag is, folks. She's the one who recommended this episode. For she sure. said, hey, "Let's do an episode on Black Widows." And the next <laughs> thing you know, she's sending me a fucking message or she's calling me. And she's like, "Well, I just don't really like Black Widows." <laughs> I'm like, so why the fuck did you suggest the episode? I forgot that I hate, like, that's one of my things in um, murders is I just don't really, I just don't really like when husband and wife kill each other or 
I don't I don't know. It's not that it I don't want to be insensitive and say that it's boring to me. It's Is there not. a particular type of murder you do like, Katie? <laughs> no. I just I don't know. It's just so um I don't know. It's just so tedious. Like I I almost feel like I understand it so well because in I don't know. I just feel like it's just those people disgust me in a way that I don't want to talk about them even because to me I just I find them so despicable because it's just like, okay, if you can't be in a relationship with somebody and you really fucking hate them that much, then just leave, just leave, literally just leave. And like, I don't know. It just bugs me. It's just, it's a pet peeve. It's on my no list. It's on my hard no list. (laughs) Apparently. Okay. Um, I mean, I'm kind of, I, I I believe I fall a little bit more on the opposite (laughs) side of that spectrum. Um, I, like I said, it just goes back to that, like, I like, if you're going to be a killer, at least have some flair. True. Like, if you're going to do it, I don't condone you. Um, but like, honey, at least have a a good name. Yeah. (laughs) There are a lot of Black Widows with really good names, like your lady. Yeah. Being the Black Widow of Britain. And then, uh, there's, there's one that I didn't cover that I actually really love. Um, but she was covered pretty well on last podcast on the left. So definitely listen to their episode that covers her. But uh, the Polish prognosticator. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the stage. The Polish prognosticator. <laughs> yeah. No, uh, she was pretty funny. She was like this Polish lady who literally would run around her town and be like, I see that you're going to die. And then the next fucking, like, she oh, would so have been. Oh, so you in about 30 years. No, but she would have been like arsenic poisoning that person like the whole time. Or she would just give him a really big dose and kill him all at once. And she killed like a shitload of people. Like She killed way too many people. But she would literally go around town and be like, I see death in your future. And then that motherfucker would die three days later. And they were like. Oh, this bitch has powers. And I was like, no, she's fucking poisoning people. The I only see power- death in your future. No shit, bitch. Only power she's got is fucking rat poisoning. Girl, check on her. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. my gosh. <laughs> uh, I feel like we have to do an episode on her eventually. <laughs> she's great. She's incredible. She's sweet. <laughs> really sweet a uh, horrible horrible i feel like the next time somebody's like oh yeah have you met kaylin she's just so sweet i'm gonna be like the fuck you say to me oh no <laughs> i get a text message and you're just like kenny this bitch just called me sweet Mm-hmm. yeah no well that was fun yeah that went a lot better than what i thought it was going to <laughs> Yeah, it worked out. It worked out. Yeah. But I think what we see is mainly, I mean, obviously a lot of black widows kill their husbands because they're the people who are like most available, but we can see black widows who kill other people. But I think the key is that financial sort of motivator. Yeah. Whether that's there from the beginning or whether we pick that up as we go along. I think you get like, I I agree. I think you can be... um, you can be anything you want to be. Um, and if you, you can decide- be any kind of murderer <laughs> you want. No, but I can see, I think that what really makes a Black Widow is essentially you are killing or taking and you're gaining something. You know what I mean? Like we relate relationships to it because, you know, the Black Widow kills its mate, they copulate, whatever. So we add that into it. But essentially, like, if you boil it down past all of that... If you 
boil it down. I didn't mean to do that, but yes, if you boil it down. Oh, no. If you boil all the fat down. <laughs> does fat boil down? I it don't does. know. It does. Oh. Yep. Okay. Glad you know that. Um, <laughs> uh, if you boil it all down, though, like it's essentially just murdering uh, for some sort of gain. And I think mm-hmm. it can go either way. Mm-hmm. So I, you know, provided the one half, you provided the other, just like the perfect relationship. As long as you don't fucking kill me. Mm-mm. Not bitch, you ain't worth nothing. I mean, <laughs> God damn. That's true, though. Just kidding. That's You're worth true, far more alive to me in the love that we share than you are dead. That's true. You're not getting nothing out of me. <laughs> Except a cat, maybe. Yeah, you'll get a cat. A fat-ass cat. Yep, fat-ass cat that will fucking just hiss at you for eternity. <laughs> True. He'd be like, you not my dad. You not my fucking dad, you bitch. <laughs> yeah. So, um, I'm not going to do your bit this week, because um, we need to wrap it up. So, I'm going to let oh, okay, you do good. it. Okay, great. <laughs> you were all upset wanting to do the bit last I time. I did it once. I'm good. Just let me do it once good. in a blue moon. It's kind of oh, like bottoming, you know, once in a blue moon. Okay, all right. <laughs> Uh, and just around. Um, so, you know, if you want to hang out with us, uh, we want to hang out with you for sure. Oh, totally. And we're on the social media. We're on the social meds, uh on Twitter at The Haunted Heart, on Instagram at The Haunted Heart Podcast. And then on Facebook, if you search The Haunted Heart Podcast, you will find our Facebook group. It's really cool. I tell you guys every fucking week. Uh, the people who are on there are way cooler than we are. It's really awesome how the group has grown. And we have a bunch of new people in the group, too. So shout out to all y'all. Y'all, y'all cool yeah, as fuck. Yeah, she's not lying. Like, these people are fucking awesome. And, like, I love every single last one of them. They're all sort of, like, kind of spooky, creepy, weird in their own, like, yeah, way, which I love. Yeah, but it's also a lot of, like, funny memes and shit. Like, we don't keep it, like, it's not going to depress you. Like, it, it's a lot of, like, funny memes and shit. Oh, yeah. Totally. And like chill ass stuff. So like if you're not the biggest horror, because I feel like some people can sometimes be a little bit intimidated. And if you're not the biggest horror movie buff or if you don't, you know, you don't know all the true crime or whatever, like it's still a safe Bitch, space for you, fine. baby. We're an accepting culture. Mm-hmm. It's OK. Yeah. If you want to wear pink every once in a while, it's fine. You ain't got to be like, you know, Miss Goth. You can be pastel goth. You can be whatever you want. You can be whatever murderer you want. No. So. No, no, no. no. If you. You're uh, not allowed to or, or join if, you, if you're a murderer. If you make soaps from human flesh, I'm right. sorry, but we, we will. We can have you. We will respectfully decline. But send me your Etsy link. <laughs> um, so, you may end up on an episode of the show. So, no, we already, we have a standing pact that we will never cover anybody who commits a crime just to be on our fucking show because I'm not trying to have that bullshit on us. I'm in as a shop spotlight. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. Uh, so, yes, join our Facebook group. Um, it's really cool. It's a closed group, so you have to request to join, but then either us or one of our Murder Mod Squad uh, ladies will approve you, and then you can go on ahead and get spooky. And while you're there, uh, like our Facebook page because we post uh, updates and shit there, and it's really cool. And mm-hmm. we've kind of been like meeting folks on the page too which is different for us yeah yeah that's been fun yeah you know posting to social media just in general (laughs) is kind of different for us so yeah um (laughs) and also if you want to have your name uh given a shout out on the show and have your um candle lit 
uh, and be invoked, then you can head on over to our Patreon, girl. Yeah, girl. Get on over to patreon.com slash the haunted heart. We have a bunch of different tiers there. We release episodes early for Patreon uh, tiers, $25 and up. There's a really good um, like listing of all the different tiers on the homepage. So if you go over there and check it out, you can join for as little as a dollar, boo. Mm-hmm. It ain't nothing but a thing. Mm-hmm. And every single dollar in the Patreon goes back into the show. So we're trying to, we're trying to grow we're trying to put out that content mm-hmm. for you for you every week every week so i think that wraps it up i think that's the bit i was a little rusty on my bit this week yeah you were <laughs> yeah you were <laughs> writes down an edit book as i write down in my edit book no but seriously guys thanks so much for uh tuning in listening to us uh talk about black widows this evening hell yeah and if you feel something crawling on your skin at night it might be an actual Black Widow here to bite you. You should call the hospital. For sure. Yeah. Get tra- Seek transport. For sure. Yeah. Funny thing your is, shit though, will rot off. Side note. Well, no, it actually won't. Um, is that Brown Recluse? Yeah. Brown Recluse, your shit will rot off. Yeah. Funny thing is, though, is that Black Widow bites rarely kill. Really? Yeah, they really they're not, kill? They're not uh, really. They're not lethal. Usually only to really small children or very, very old people. Huh. So oh, well, bring it's it on, very bitch. annoying and it's very painful. Yeah. Like you're going to experience extreme cramping, but you won't die. You know what? Likely. That's not, that's not that different than my once a month. So I'm or just saying, extreme this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, you know what you have to do until next time. You have got to stay spooky. Stay spooky.